You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl Connor, but I'm not alone. I am joined on location by the one, the only, Martin Hardy. How are you, Martin? I'll tell you what, let my commitment to wrestling never be questioned again. I have stepped away from my auntie's wedding and an incredibly drunk girlfriend to come <laughs> back to the hotel room and chat to you about possibly the best pay-per-view in 10 years. Oh, man. There you go. You know, if that isn't worth giving us money, give us money. You know, like, <laughs> I'm trying this new super liminal form of, of uh, promotion, Martin, where I just ask for money constantly during the show so if you want to do that you can over in ertonomedia.com you, you need to do it adversarially you're, you're you're being far too like uh to to kind and conciliatory you need to be adversary you need to go hey give us money or else try <laughs> <to make> us. <laughs> or else moderate threat i like yeah. it that's good moderate <laughs> give threat. us money or else finagale <laughs> oh geez oh man not again <laughs> again oh well you know, hopefully that, that looks like it's going to be over next week. So that's a whole other thing. So things might get better. 2021 well, might be good. Sure, sure. As you know, I, I work in Stormont and it's about to be over in a week as well. Oh, man. There's hope for everybody, right? There's hope for everybody. I was, up your neck, I was up your neck of the woods there at the start of the week, actually after All Out. So I kind of watched All Out on the bus to and from Belfast. And you didn't come in for a drink? I didn't. I, that was the thing. I, I only I travelled down and then I went back up. I spent more time travelling. I realise now the next time I go down to Belfast, unless it's recording, I need to go in and just uh, book a hotel and just chill out because you can't do anything. Well, like, I'll tell you, you have a, a, a podcast partner who has a big old spare room you can stay in. Oh, there we go. Very, like, very friendly mates rates. Fair enough, fair enough now. Sure, what points? We can just, we can just get locked and, and, <laughs> and talk about wrestling. Exactly, yeah. Like less than 108. Well, that's fair. That's you know what? It's cheaper <laughs> than Dublin because it'd be what like two hundred euro and half your arm to get a, a, a room. Well, we were we're no. we're down here in Dublin in the hotel for the wedding at the moment, and we thought we got a great deal. It was uh it was a hundred and thirty euro for the night, and then when we landed here, it turns out it's another twenty five euro for parking. Oh. But the big the big thing is that they tried to cancel the wedding. They tried to get my auntie to cancel her wedding because back when she booked it, they didn't know that the All-Ireland was going to be happening. What? So they're thinking, oh, we get rid of all these people who booked and we'll charge people, you know, three, four, five hundred a night for, for the All-Ireland. 
Oh man, typical Ireland. Typical Ireland. So, it's so it's so shambolic, you know. And it's you should be ashamed of yourself, whatever hotel it is. Don't name them, just in case. But uh, no. <laughs> shame on you, whoever it is. That's that's horrific. But again, you know, I, I definitely I, will not name the Carlton Dublin Airport. I absolutely refuse. As a to. as a former journalist, Dara, I refuse to name my source. Exactly. Do not, do not, do not name the Carton Hotel Dublin because how, how dare, how, how dare, how dare they, how dare they? Of course, you know, you know, for educational purposes, theoretically, but still. Oh, <laughs> everything I say is theoretical. I have never seen professional wrestling. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> well, look. Speaking of which, we do have a lot to get through, man. This week again, like we're we're not going to the past because holy hell. The, few, the present is wild, and that you know that's going across the board. But I mean, it's, it's a week in the past. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. We'll, we'll go with that. But <laughs> it just seems that everything, everything that's happening now is all AEW, right? And except for all the bad stuff, which is WWE, and it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just like all the good stuff is just AEW. And then you hear something, you're like, oh well, it must be WWE, and it is. And you know what? Even worse, poor Triple H. Now everybody knows my Triple H, my favorite. The man had a heart, well, had a heart incident, and it was just like, man, what a, <laughs> a bad heart, week. <clears throat> he had what WWE described as a heart event. A heart which event. Is, do you remember when the Fiend came out in a box? Oh, I like the Cole called it. A box-like structure. <laughs> I think I think heart event is WWE for heart attack. Well, apparently it wasn't a heart attack. Now apparently it was a genetic heart murmur or something. It wasn't a heart attack, but you did have to get surgery for it. Well, I'll tell you what. I was actually born with a heart murmur. But really? I I was never seven-time world champion, so this is true. This I is can't true. I can't empathize that much. Well, this is true. This is true. But um, yeah, that that was shocking. Uh, I I'm not gonna lie, because Triple H is my favorite wrestler. I, I did. I did. I was like, oh no, please don't, don't, don't die. But, but let know? me ask you, Dara. Go on. Why? I, he's just deadly, man. <laughs> I just, you know, he was always been deadly, even when I was a kid, and it just kind of stuck. Now, and also, I wasn't watching during 2003 during the Reign of Terror, so. That's all just like I didn't hear. I didn't don't know about that. And again, I think I've I talked about this on the show before. The reason why I hate John Cena is because um, when wrestling was still real, uh, I, I mean, it, I mean it is real, but you know uh, he had a match against John Cena for the world title, and it was my first time seeing Triple H in a main event uh, live, and he didn't win, and I just hate John Cena. Oh. I was devastated. I was raging. Absolutely I was, raging. <laughs> I was, I was preparing to mock you. But I'll tell you, um, I never seen uh, WWF WB live. Really? But man, if I ever got to see WWF live and Bret Hart lost, I would legitimately riot. Oh man, it it it's it like, well, I was I was only a kid then, still, you know. But you're just like, even though you know it's not real, <laughs> it's just so <laughs> You're like, I can't believe it. You're, but anyway, but uh, what was it? I have decided now. The next time I go to WDB, actually, here's the thing, man. Next time WDB comes comes here and we're going to those, come up to Dublin or we go to Belfast and we'll we'll go see it and we'll, we'll uh, be, be heels in the stands because that's what you do. I'll tell you what we should do some time as well. We should whenever it starts really hotting up again, we should do a bit on OTT because OTT yes. is like yes because it's Irish. We don't really think about it but OTT is like a really internationally respected 
uh, like wrestling promotion. So for anyone that doesn't know, OTT is, uh, it was like a small Irish indie. But over the past couple of years, it's just exploded to being this like not on the same level as uh, insane. What's it? What's the one in in Scotland? ICW. ICW. ICW that's it. Yeah, insane. In fact, wrestling. it's quite close because the promotion I used to not wrestle for that that'd be saying too much. I I trained with them. Uh, mm. Phoenix Wrestling down in Cork. Yeah. They actually got the ICW champion down to defend their title there, and ICW live streamed it on their website. That's awesome. So but it that's was, um, like it, it, it's one of those things now that like again, because this is obviously not only going out in Dublin, but it's also going out uh, around the world. But that so, you know, it, it's funny because the Irish indie scene was a bit of a a bit of a mess for a while, but it's been in a resur- in a resurgence there ever since. Ever since like uh, the, Sc- the Scots really kind of reset it up again, and OTT just exploded. Sure, it wasn't Mox supposed to be there before the pandemic. I'll tell you better than better than uh, Mox. It was supposed to be Mox versus Pack. Mox no versus Pack is a is an AEW main event. Mox versus Pack is a pay per view main event. Yes, absolutely. We were going to get it in Dublin. Here's another thing. Here's another thing that people. Well, here's another thing that people don't that, that may not. Uh, be aware of OTT experienced a bunch of problems obviously during the pandemic in the early days and apparently Mox actually gave them a bunch of money not only did Mox give them money but Cody Rhodes offered to pay their rent for the for the duration of the um of the pandemic I know I know, uh, I know you tell okay, me maybe that? not yourself why'd you tell me that now I can't I know Dave yeah oh do you not like Cody either I know Dave oh, I has an Cody. issue with Cody I hashtag Cody. save Dave Hashtag Dave. <laughs> I heard you saying that last week and now I'm copying it. You have to say uh, it. <laughs> but I, I know Dave has an issue with Cody. I know you have an issue with Cody. But no, you don't need to believe me. If you look up the OTT um, Twitter, there's a tweet from about a year, a year and a half ago, where it said, when this pandemic started, Cody Rhodes offered to pay our rent for the duration. Well, you know what, right? That, may, that makes up for Cody... It makes up for Cody's terrible neck tattoo. It doesn't make up for him smashing the the Triple H throne. But he's getting there. If he does more sound things, we can Do have you know like what? a <laughs> I'm gonna have none of this. I this. loved when he smashed the Triple H. Oh throne. no, my come on! To bloody hell with Triple H and his goddamn throat. And I don't care that the thing was made of styrofoam. And when he That's hit so it, it, full of smoke, I could see if he'd hit that thing and rainbows would come out of it. I'd still. Do- popped that would have looked better though to be <laughs> fair he should have owned it would have been like you know the, him at, what, what rebooking that segment right him and omega should have done it and then rainbows coming out of it and it would have been made more sense because that would have been more of an omega move right i would have i would have popped for that it's pure cody cody is old school wrestling but what people don't realize is that a huge percentage of old school wrestling was pure cheese cheap. yeah and cheap heat as well Pure and cheap, heat. yeah. And we had MJF on Dynamite this week coming out talking about cheap heat. And oh my god, I know we're talking about all out, but MJF this week in Dynamite that was one of the best paper, one of the best promos ever. Fantastic. Well, that you know, it, the thing about it is like the way stuff seems to be reopening, which is good. But definitely, man, with OTT, and again, like if anyone from OTT is listening, guys, want to have you on the show. Uh, open door really is an open door so we'll have yes. to look into that as we're going and if forward. anyone from phoenix is listening 
You're better than OTT. <laughs> Absolutely. And not the radio station now that we're on, but Phoenix Wrestling. No, which is but it's nice that, that, that we have that kind of, I think they call that, what is that? Lateral. Yeah, synchronicity or like lateral communication. I like it. Some bollocks. Bollocks isn't a swear word, is it? Well, I know. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's not it's not one of the bad five anyway. So that's I'll put that in the approved list. The approved. Right. So before we get in before we get into AEW's all out, right? As I said, all the news this week has been all the good news has been AEW, right? It's just absolutely wall to wall, wall to wall, wall to wall. However, there's been some bad news as well, right? From well, there's been some actually interesting news from WWE. Looks like they finally listening and GM mode is coming back. So that's you know. Weird. De- I don't know. They're gonna have a roster of four people, but you know, it's that's back. <laughs> Do you mean on the on the game? On the game, yeah. yeah. So okay, so, but okay. if we're gonna talk about the WWE game, yes, the AEW game this week also released a brand new character model, which is of Jungle Boy. And it was one of CM Punk as well. And one of CM Punk. And no, no, no. You're thinking of the. Um, you're thinking of the. Uh, elite general manager. This is the actual oh, okay. console wrestling game. Release a new image of Jungle Boy. What's this like? game now. I, I don't know. It, this depends on which one you were when we were growing up. Right. I was an N64 kid. Uh, so for okay. me, the best wrestling game ever is No Mercy. Now, if you're a PlayStation kid, it's probably SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Mm. Right. Okay. This this uh, AEW game is being developed. They went and found the people who developed No Mercy. Oh, I can see you here. They are yeah. making they're making this AEW game. And ever since I heard that, and like this is not a brag, this is a genuine medical condition. Ever since I heard that about six months ago, I have been in a semi-state of arousal, and it's it's very difficult for me to commit day-to-day tasks. That's well, you know what? That's fair. That you should get a medal for being able to because you have that much that, that much blood just disappearing. Yeah. I, ha- I have to wear stretchy trousers. You know, it's just... ah, that's fair. But here's the thing: I have looked this up, and not not only has the character model been released, but it looks like there's like some dev footage with Darby Allen as well. It does. Oh, yeah. look, it does look pretty cool now. To be fair. Um, I did like No Mercy. The mods for No Mercy are still pretty cool, actually. If you're, uh, if you have, a, if you have a, the ability to emulate uh, See, some games, I'm, you can I'm actually not just... smart enough to use. Like, uh, like I, I've, I've looked at videos of those mods and stuff online. I got, oh god, I wish I could play that, but I, I, I'm not savvy enough to like download them or. I, I, I still play my Xbox 360 and my GameCube. That's fair. The Xbox 360 is the way to go, man. Like, honestly, it's I still won't connect it up. But Aki is the company that, that developed No Mercy. Now, they also developed all the WCW games in the early 90s as well. So Aki have a great, yes. have a great, um, have a great pedigree for all this kind of stuff. And look, I'll buy the AEW game. Sure, I bought the, I bought the, what was the, the New Japan game from a couple of years ago. And that was fab too. Oh, uh, Pro Fire. Yes, yes. Is it what? Because I've always wanted to play it, but I've heard on the one hand that's the best wrestling game ever, but I've also heard on the other hand that it's so deep and technical yep. that unless you're incredibly invested, it's almost impossible to play. Now, look, it does have a GM mode. 
and the GM mode is pretty much exactly what you expect it to be, uh, but that you have pecs for that. Now, yeah, Fire Pro has always been that way, where it is amazing, but it's more of like a simulation than not. But like, I would say, look, if you have the time to put into it, it's worth it. But it's not one you pick up and play, which is why it looks like AEW just didn't go that. Because like, like a lot of AEW guys are already modeled. And you can actually download entire AEW, AEW rosters from the Fire Pro servers. So it's all kind of there. But they're like, I oh, know, we'll just well, start from the beginning. Well, that's why I'm kind of so excited about the, um, about the AEW game. If it's going by, as you say, the Aki... Uh, system because mm. it was by far the easiest it was so perfectly balanced it was the easiest game to pick up and play but also it was the most difficult game to master like if you're yep. it's not like the and i only say this because i play the bow rod but it's a lot like the bow rod anyone can grab the thing and friggin hit it but to really make it sound not like a banshee whale it takes a bit of skill. Well, man, that's it. You know, like, you kind of want that. That's the sign of a good game. You want a game that everyone can pick up, but you want a game that you can still get better at as you're going through. And that's, I was, I still have 2K, 2K20 on the PlayStation 4 because, you know, it's hilarious and ridiculous and just a terrible, 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 terrible game. But I do enjoy the story mode. <laughs> But I was playing through today just to play it, you know, and it's funny, in order to get Bray Wyatt, you have to actually um, unlock him. So you have to buy the special pack and then and then unlock him, which is, I'm like, this isn't, this is... There's no there's no way to unlock him without buying him. No, no, no there's no way to unlock, you can't even unlock him to unlock him. You have to pay to unlock him. That's, that's... Yeah, that's it makes no host- sense. That's a ransom. <laughs> And here's the when you start when you start the game, right? He's actually featured as like the main person in the game, and you're like, he's not even in the game if you don't buy the pack. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like I know it's that ridiculous. I know that two K games and all that are like far more advanced in terms of graphics and like, oh, the hair really looks like hair and all that, blah blah blah. Not two K twenty. At least when No Mercy started and it went dick 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 diggity dog, you could pick the friggin rock yep that's it you know and it's like and even in even in the other game the what was it battlegrounds which was free so i do own it but i didn't pay for it so don't judge me too harshly listeners uh apparently you, like you're a beautiful man thank you uh, i do appreciate that <laughs> you can't even like pick roman reigns you can't pick <laughs> becky lynch you can pick like two people and it's like and then you have to buy them and it's like what's going on What's going on? Who who okayed this? Who said this was a good idea? <laughs> That's ridiculous. But dude, um, I think I think just, I think I think WWE are actually just trying to just throw him in away. And I have heard again that uh, they're going that Disney are interested in buying, which I'm not going to confirm. I'm not going to deny because I don't know. But I keep hearing it, and it keeps looking more and more true. But so, what could that happen? given the Peacock deal. So they wouldn't only have to sell to Disney, they'd have to take everything they've like, re- like very recently sold to Peacock mm. and transport that. And apparently like like 80% of what's on the network isn't even on Peacock yet because yes. it, it's such a gargantuan task to transfer it over. And here's the thing though, like the WWE servers are still up. 
because obviously, you know, we still have, well, I still have the WWE Network um, and it still works fine. So the servers are still running. So it's just like, can you not just link the servers to the Peacock servers? I don't know. I'm not going to get into a whole technical thing, but I, I just don't know how they're running it. It just seems like it's an absolute colossal mess of a thing. But hey, man, let's get on to something good. Because again, we're the Rewind, the only wrestling show by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. So let's not hate wrestling for Damn. a moment. Right? It's been 20 minutes and we haven't talked about it all out. Well, that's because we're about to, right? So, yeah. I want, so I want to talk about something real quick. The debuts, right? So right. on this show, we had a whole bunch of debuts, right? Uh, just, and we'll go, with the, we'll go with the biggest at the end because obviously that's how the show went off. Adam Cole, baby, and Daniel Bryanson. Or Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson. It's really hard to say that now for a while. Brian Danielson. I, I think it's Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson. Dran- I think it's Daniel. 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 And man, I don't know. Like, I... I, we kind of knew Adam Cole was coming, but we didn't. I was really happy to see him. I, I think him with the Elite is super cool. Um, it adds a whole new dimension to the Elite. It really fleshes that out. And then having Danielson come out and like be that you know X factor for AEW, you know, in their feud against um, the Elite. It was cool. It was a cool moment and a very very um, interesting way for the show to go over. The question I have. And this is why I'm bringing it up here. Should they have saved these or this segment for Dynamite this week? Not not for Dynamite this week. I would have preferred that they saved it for the uh, Arthur Ashe show. Right. Uh, apparently, though, that there were concerns that um, the Delta variant in the US had gotten so bad that they were worried that the Arthur Ashe show would be cancelled. Yes. Um, so obviously they didn't want Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuting in front of nobody, which is what happened. I mean, God Sting bless him. And Brody Lee. Brody Lee like, and Mahari. Like, <laughs> God, and I don't want to go off go off tangent, but God, can you imagine if, if none of this Covid stuff had happened. Can you imagine what the uh, debuts of Brody Lee and Matt Hardy would have been like? Like yeah. they would have riff, lifted the roof off the place. But um, yeah, maybe maybe they could have spaced them out, and maybe the original plan was to space them out. But you know what? Like 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 a kid with a sugar rush, you were sat there watching all out, and you were. Bam! Hit with Adam Cole, and then bam! Hit with Brian Danielson, and mother of God, wasn't that beautiful? It was. Now it 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 felt tacked on at the end, but I'm not complaining about it. I'm like, it was a cool way to end the show, man. And it yeah. definitely, you know, how often do you get that? That, oh. that at the end oh, of yeah. the show. I mean, you know, like, it's not just over looking off the air here. Yeah, you say it tacked on like it's a bad thing. No, someone said, honestly. Someone says, hi, I just tacked on a bag of Guinness and Coke. You're like, all right, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for tacking that on. Why don't you tack another one on, you? Well, that, see, that's what I mean. Tacker. That's what I mean. It wasn't like, you know, it, yeah, it didn't, it, it wasn't necessary. That's what I meant to say. It wasn't necessary, but no, not one person is going to sit there and say, oh, that, you know, I didn't, didn't want that. You know, <laughs> it was just, and, it was, it was really good. 
Wasn't and it good. wasn't even those. Like, I mean, there were multi. I mean, so obviously Cole and Brian Danielson were amazing. Yeah. Ruby Soho. Yes. Most people yes, kind of yes, saw yes. Ruby Soho coming. That was cool. Yep. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the bloody surprise of the night was. Minoru Suzuki. That How good the match was. was. Goddamn surprise of the night. I almost evacuated myself. <laughs> well, look. Okay, let's get into it. So that's why I wanted to bring the ending up, so we wouldn't, so so we'd be able to kind of start at the beginning. So let's go with the. I'm going to skip the tag team match because you know it was what it was, and it was on the pre-shows on the buy-in. <laughs> Skip the tag team match, I'd murder you. The 10 man tag team match? It was beautiful. It, it was. was. I, I, okay, okay. Give, okay, me, give on, me 30 seconds. I'll 30 let you seconds. go. Go on, go for it. Yep. It was an absolutely wonderful piece of. Here's what wrestling is wrestling is many things. Wrestling is hard. Wrestling is, is, is rough. Wrestling is funny. Wrestling is so many things. And what this tag match was a perfect ensemble. Of what wrestling is, and I do not use the word ensemble lightly. It was funny, it was hard hitting, it was cute. You know, a lot of wrestling is cute. You know, there was a lot of things where, like, a jungle boy was up on Luchasaurus's shoulders, and you know, they tried to do a top body dive, and he bent backwards and he flipped. This was, this did not, and I know it, it, it only happened because uh, another match, uh, Andrade. And pack was cancelled, so this match was put in the pre-show instead of the women's battle royale. But this match deserved to be seen. This was a fantastic ten-man match. It's the perfect version of what a ten-man match is, and it did not deserve. It was fine for it to be on the pre-show because the pre-show was seen, but it does not deserve to be ignored by us here. Okay. That is Phoenix fair. That is- that is fair. See, usually when it comes to pre-shows, though, I, you know, I, I usually give the courtesy, but I will have to agree. I, you know, Jack Evans is in this. Jack Evans is my favorite flippy dippy guys, um, and I like the, I love the best friends. The best friends are great, but I have to say, everything you said there is right on the money, right on the nose. Um, I was happy with the decision, um, on how it actually. How it actually came out. I, I think the having Mahardy and his little uh, family office lose made more sense in the long run. I think having the, the faces come out on top was a nice way to kind of get the crowd invested. And, it, was, and oh, it didn't bore anyone out either. It was like, as you said, a perfect head man. Oh, yeah. Look, here's the thing. is The match was great. The match was fantastic. I was sitting there. I mean, half a bottle of whiskey in at this stage. Bloody flying. Life's fantastic. <laughs> and then, you know, like, like the ending was great and I'm absolutely less. And then, uh, I love AEW, but God damn, man, I do not want to see any more Hardy Family Office matches. I, just, I, want, I want all the members of the Hardy Family Office to go their own way. Mm. And I want Matt Hardy, I, I really love him. He's a He's actually still, despite his age and his injuries, he's still capable of knocking out some amazing matches. But I want to see him transition into some sort of a role where I don't actively want him to be on fire all the time. 
What's going to happen? I think you're going to see that when Bray when Bray Wyatt shows up in a couple of weeks. Is do you, do you actually believe that? Is that happening? Yeah, yeah he, he's either going to show up in AEW or he's going to show up in Impact via AEW. Um, it's just it's what's it's what's coming. I know Braun Strowman looks like he's going well, to do, AEW. Do, going do you to think he's a? Do you actually? I'm concerned about this worries me. Like, do you, do you think he's a fit for AEW? I don't. Oh no, no, no personally, no, no. I, I don't want to see him. No, the two in the mind. But what I'm saying to you is, if he does show up, and like if he shows up in the, like the way Christian Cage is showing up in Impact, um, if he shows up maybe now and then, to, actually, what the Good Brothers do, where he just shows up as kind of like a background character for either the Dark Order or to do stuff with Matt Hardy, um, I think that would be a cool fit. But as far as being in the ring, no, Bray Wyatt should stay as far away from a ring as humanly possible because. That's where it all falls apart for Bray Wyatt. And I say that somebody here, loves Bray Wyatt. Here's, so, actually, here's actually a good question. Go on. Like, so if we have, like, um, all these wrestling companies that, like, really value actual wrestling, mm. what does Bray Wyatt actually do? Oh, no. That's what I mean. Like, in AEW, it's, a, it's the work rate company. You know, Bray Wyatt is amazing until he gets in the ring. So I think he has a lot to offer, like a company like Impact, as far as like building them up and stuff, and to be a background character in AEW. But that involves never being near a ring. Do not go into it. Do not wrestle it. <laughs> kind of like what Sting is doing, but Sting can still go. Um, you know, that shit, kind of thing. Snake. Oh yeah, but that's not a fair comparison. Oh, I mean, I, no, I mean like with Sting has all the accoutrements of of a of wrestling without actually needing to wrestle, but he can go. Bray has all the accoutrements solely of wrestling. The promos, the video packages, the spooky effects, the character, the mind, all that kind of stuff. The minute he gets in that ring, man, it falls apart. So, just, just falls just, apart. Just like Jake the Snake. Ah, yeah, but they're not having Jake wrestle either. So that's fair enough. But the, the, only, and the only difference I'd say, right, with, well, there's loads of differences, but one of the main differences is you don't want to see Jake wrestle. Right, no one wants to see Jake wrestle at his age now, but people yeah. might still want to see Bray wrestle now, and I think it's going to take a lot of control from AEW or TNA or something, TNA or Impact. Um, well, I'm, I'll tell you this I would rather see Jake the Snake one, just one, one DDT than see Bray Wyatt rat 20 years. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. But I do, I still do think that Br- that Bray Wyatt, in whatever way we're going to get, is going to impact our AEW. And the thing about it is, the only reason why I say AEW is because I don't think Impact can afford them. I just genuinely yeah. do not think they have that money. So, but then again, if he goes to Impact and he says, "Hi, I want ninety million," and they go, "No," and then he goes to AEW, they go, "Hey, I want ninety million," and they go, "No, we just, we just don't want you because you're shite." But he does have a massive amount of drawing power. Like he is a star. Does, whether you want to, he, he, here's does. The thing. he does. No, but here's this is a genuine question. Like, go on. You're you're a big wrestling fan. I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Go on. We're sitting in a in a world right now. Like we are in a wrestling like hurricane right now that hasn't happened in twenty years. We have CM Punk. We have Brian Danielson crossing the lines. We have Adam Cole, we have Ruby Soho, we have Miro, bloody 
Miro kicking the head of Eddie, of Eddie Kingston. Like he killed I mean, him. He killed everything him. right yeah. now is so amazing. Is on fire. It's like it literally could not be better. So if Bray Wyatt come along and said, hey, I want you to give me 70 million to be the fiend, we can just piss off. I, I I don't see what at, at least in AEW, okay, maybe like you say, impact, maybe he has a place there. But if if he's coming at it from an angle where he's demanding big money, I don't think a, I don't think AEW need him. And B, no. I think he'd be damaging to the whole. I think they're on such a level right now where they don't need him at all. That if he came in demanding big money, it's time to piss off. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to come in with the big money again. I don't see him being an AEW. He, where is he going to go? Who's going to work with? Honestly, like there, there's not one person on Darby Allen, maybe. But then again, that's a disservice to Darby Allen. And you just have, you know, the dark order kind of thing, maybe. But like, you know, it just isn't there. I think Impact would would be a, a much better. From anyway, I don't want to. We we will keep an eye on that. But speaking of of Miro and Eddie Kingston, as you said, Miro kicked the head off it. Uh, Eddie Kingston. We're finally onto all out. <laughs> battered him. Battered him. <laughs> all out exactly. And this was for the AEW TNA Championship, uh, TNT Championship. Excuse me. Um. This is a great match. Again, I, I didn't see it going any other way. So, what were your thoughts on this one? What a match. It was not only exactly what it needed to be, but it was exactly what it needed to be to set up a sequel. Right. And AEW isn't the company that traditionally does sequels, but mother of God, they beat the living hell out of each other. And they left it on a question. And I think they left them a question so that they could beat the living hell out of each other again. And I think it's going to be an Arthur Ashe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, I the, the only criticism I would have is it was, it was genuinely such a great match. And I know why they did a ball shot to finish it. But, uh, oh, man, I just, but, but this is good. This is why I love AEW so much. I think Eddie, Eddie deserved better than that. But then this is, the, this is what, what makes this company so good. Is we're not arguing that this is a false finish or this is a stupid finish. We're sitting here going, oh, no, Eddie would have kicked out of that, you know? Mm. This was the the difference uh, is the difference between this and a false like if this happened in WDB you'd be like I'm not going to do that all night we're not going to do comparisons obviously but, but it is important to kind of stress it here this was a false screwy finish but the difference is it wasn't from a booking situation it was because the match he couldn't beat him so he had to resort to it it was a, it was a storytelling bit of chicanery from a heel makes sense. And it was, in terms of screwy finishes, and I mean, it was, like you say, it was undoubtedly screwy finish, but in the history of screwy finishes, it was like one of two that AEW have ever done. Yeah. And as you said, it's a sequel. It's a setup for, for the next big match where Eddie will probably win. So it's fine. You know, I, I didn't see a problem with it. And look, uh, you know, as, as you said, it was like, it was early into the pay-per-view. 
I didn't I didn't think Mir- I didn't think they were going to start changing belts. And it's funny, a lot of <laughs> a lot of this uh, card was very predictable. I will say that now. But it was very enjoyable. Like it wasn't a bad predictable. There was no way it was like a bad predictable. You know, it was it was good. And it just shows you that, you know, when you just kind of go with what makes sense and what the fans want, you go home happy. And that's actually very much what happened in the next match. John Moxley defeated uh, Sas- Sasatoshi Kojima um in tw- eleven fifty minutes, uh in a very, 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 very hard hitting match. Um Indeed. I am I am scared by things I saw in this match. Um and I don't think this is the end of it. Again, like I you know, Kojima is one of those guys where you're like, he is like an institution in wrestling. He is, you know, the fifty year old absolute legend. And you know, to see him showing up in AEW and just you know, go toe to toe with Mox, but not only go toe to toe him, but really, really take him to the next level. It was cool, man. Very cool. Oh, it was. It was. It was like this whole thing about the uh, forbidden door. It's not open. It's it's gone. That whole yeah. door is uh, exploded. Like um, this match was actually fantastic. It was. But yeah. The huge was when the match was over and Minoru Suzuki walked out. Yeah. And even though I know the match with Minoru Suzuki. This week wasn't. Do you know what? It wasn't great. It no, wasn't. But the problem with that was it was timing. Apparently, though, so I don't think that's the. Oh end yeah, the, we'll see it again. Like Mox and Suzuki deserve twenty minutes, and they got like six. Yeah. When you when you take out like entrances and advertisements and stuff like that, but the point was that if you give that match the time, that is a twenty-minute murder. I think I think I think we're going to see that. Actually, exactly, that is something you have in the future to advertise. You know, one thing would be remiss to mention uh, because it did happen like the weekend of uh, Moxley actually went in and the well, he he wore out. He he walked out wearing the hoodie. He is um, what's a G? What no? The oh, it's gone now. GCW World Champ. GCW World Champ, exactly. He beat uh, former Zack Ryder uh, in a very, very cool little spot. There was like a War Games match happened in GCW, and the Druids came out um, afterwards, like certain Druids came out, and Moxie just shows up, beats uh, Zack Ryder, and uh, the place went mental. I said it, you know, Mox wearing a Slayer shirt. Cool, man. I think it's deadly. But he did. He walked out in AEW wearing the the GCW hoodie. I thought they would have let him use the belt, but whatever. Um, I, but I tell you what, I, I was a wee bit disappointed as well that they did not use the belt. Yeah, I thought that that would have been cool. I think that it's cool uh, when they walk out with the belt, but you know, it maybe, is what it is. maybe there were people were confused that Jeremy he was recently uh, NJPW US champion. See, that's it. That's probably why and he didn't do it. He yeah. was coming out to fight a Japanese guy. Yeah. But I tell you what, that GCW was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm really glad I watched it. I know I normally wouldn't watch GCW, but I managed to actually sit down and watch it. The commentary drove me mental, though. I, I hate the commentary. <laughs> I, I really hate yeah. it. But, but it's oh, because they use the F word all although, the time. Although, I'll tell you what. Tell you what go on, go on, if go you on. have... 
ever put yourself through a single episode of Raw and SmackDown, you are physically capable of listening to the commentary of, and you could listen to my girlfriend commentate upon my movements. <laughs> okay, well that's fair. That's fair. I will give you that. But it was cool. It was cool that they acknowledged it even in a in a small way on the show, and um, it was fun. The next match, uh, Britt Baker was successful against Chris Satlander, uh, Satlander for the AEW Women's Championship. Now, here's the thing. I, I think Britt Baker is the most over person in the entire show. Uh, they love her. Holy cow. Absolutely and, love her. And do you know what? And they love her. And I have been questioning if they love her with reason because Britt Baker's reign, uh, Britt Baker's amazing, mm. but her reign has, has been patchy. Some of the matches have been good. Some of the matches have been bad. I've been sitting right. here going, do you know what Britt Baker needs? Britt Baker needs a goddamn banger. A real yeah. bloody great friggin' match. And she got and it, you dude. Know what? She did a real fucking, oh, sorry. Sorry. Friggin' great bloody match. It was fantastic. Yep. Every part of it was brilliant. And I was sat here like a Prick going, ooh, Britt Baker's not great. Nah, Britt Baker's amazing. Dude, I didn't want to say it, but I never had any faith that she wasn't. It just took, uh, you know, the AEW's women's division, it just needed to be, to have some depth. And now, not only with this kind of match being the, the benchmark now for women's wrestling in AEW, but also having Ruby Soho and you know some of the cool things that and some of the cool things that we saw and some of the cool women that were in the casino battle. Uh, I think we're in for uh, well, a better well, here's future. The, here's the great thing about women's wrestling in uh, AEW now: she's Go got on. Ruby Soho, who has yes. guaranteed shot at the title, yes. but you also have Thunder Rosa, who got to the very last stage. And was kicked out. And Thunder Rosa, who has a victory over Britt Baker in a no holds barred or whatever you want to call it match. Like, like we are finally, and I'll admit, I'll admit that I'm an AEW mark, even though I hate the word mark. I'm a huge AEW fan. But I'll admit that their uh, treatment of the women's division has not been. Uh, as good as it should be, but oh my god, this weekend set up a dozen women's uh, different stories and it was fantastic. Here's one thing that AEW do and have to take my hat off that I'm not wearing a hat right now, but if I was I would take it off. Uh, You should take your skull off. I can't do it. Then I won't be able to talk. (sighs) You're you're not committed. I had to take all the skin off and all that stuff now. You're just not committed. I just not committed, man. Hey, Dara. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Ruby did manage to win the twenty-one uh, women's casino battle royale. But here's the thing I want to talk about, dude. Right for time, the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers probably put on the best tag team match of all time, without question. And that kills me to say. Kills me to say, but it's true. <laughs> it's sorry and a, sorry and a cage match as well in a cage which is not an easy match to do uh for loads of reasons but my god like the books you know i i will go on them for like i do i actually am a fan of the young books 
their no selling is really annoying, but there was none of that in this match. This was 22 minutes of absolute brutality, but beautiful brutality. And the books being defeated so comprehensively by the Lucha Brothers not only made, well, they were made anyway, because Pentagon Jr. is amazing, but this really was like, okay, here we are, you know, we are we are seeing history. And you mentioned before I went on, this was like a seminal pay-per-view. I think it, it's seminal for loads of reasons, but it's matches like this and the women's matches where they 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 sw- they swap the paradigm. They they are able to move what they originally would define as being AEW and change it so differently that it is just absolutely incredible. And this is one of them, man. And I know you're a huge fan of AEW. I know you're a huge fan of this kind of stuff as well. And I would say, look, it, there's problems, but not when you see matches like this. I would I would put this match to anybody who was like, oh, AEW is not great. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, watch this. Amazing. Absolutely amazing stuff. What did you think, man? I am aghast that, it, like, AEW has problems. AEW has things that aren't perfect. But I am aghast that you would raise this issue while talking about possibly the greatest tag team match that is it. it certainly is. the Certainly it the is. greatest, without doubt, yeah. with no question, nope. the greatest tag team cage match that has oh. ever happened. Oh, without question, uh, there is there is no. It's not argument. the greatest. It's not the greatest cage match that ever happened. No, it's not the greatest tag team match that ever happened. Ah, it's up but there. it is it's up there. without doubt the greatest tag team cage match that ever happened. Oh, it's brilliant! It's brilliant! And, brilliant! And like we can sit here, we can talk about the spots. We can. I don't want th- to. I don't yeah, want to. I want people to watch it. I want people exact, to watch it. It's exact. so good. I just want so, to sit here and say to you, Dara. Yes. Have you seen it? Of course, I've seen it. I've seen it many and times. I want <laughs> to say to everyone else who is not Dara, hey, not Dara, have <laughs> you seen it? And if you haven't, go see it. Sort your goddamn life out. Here's the thing, right? There's a lot of great things on this card. The only match that I would say go watch, honestly, if you, if, if, if gun to my head, it's this match. Because this match is going to stand the test of time. It's one of those matches that in 20 years, people were like, geez, that match was great. It's like, <laughs> it was. And that's that not taken away from the skirt. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We will. We'll get to that. Time. Oh, we'll, we'll make time. Look, Jericho is still in, is still wrestling, thanks to uh, defeating MJF in a very comprehensive way. I love that. I'll tell you what. Match. I will not have this thing skipped over. That was great. bloody match. That was not just um so Jericho is often derided. Unjustly. But he has a long history of matches that are I mean, okay, let's say in the past few years his matches haven't his matches haven't been like um amazing. But he's got a long solid history of three point five star matches. Mm. But he surrounds those three point five star matches with five star stories. And he's yep. exactly with here. Mm. And I'll this match the minute that uh, Jericho countdown um, yes. started yes. and MJF walked out, I was like, bang, oh, this man's a star. 
five-star match. Five-star match. I agree. This is amazing. It was brilliant. It's the fun stuff. See, this is the thing. AEW is at least, at its very least, it's fun. And it does fun stuff. And that is super fun. And everybody popped. And (laughs) they got everyone. And it was brilliant. I was great. I really did. You know, fair play to two lads. And you know what, right? Again, there were parts in this moment with this match where I was like, oh, oh no. Okay, right, we're grand. And it, it was brilliant, you know. And the fact that Jericho could still do that, still make us believe, even, you know, the, the fake sport that we love. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's just brilliant. This is wrestling. We've man. had this argument before. I I think it's sport. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give I'll give it to you. A work sport, but you know it it, it is. Yeah. Just, I, mean, I think it's uh, uh, synchronized diving and gymnastics and synchronized sim- swimming. If all these activities that are scripted are sports, then goddamn wrestling is. But what? But what I mean is. What I mean is, it's not the actual physicality of this kind of stuff. It's the psychology and the buy-in where you're like, I know Jericho's going to win, but I'm allowing myself to doubt that. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's like, that's the magic of wrestling. And then when he lost, what happened? Did you freak out? I freaked out. (laughs) I thought it was great, man. And look, I don't know. If Jericho had of like, if that had been it, you know, and... It was great the way they did it. But if it had been it, it was set up quite well. But the fact they were able to come in and restart the match and Jericho was able to get it, it was it was great. I They had me. They did have me. I was like, oh, okay, well, they did. Well, had me. Board. I mean, well, like, yeah. uh, I was sitting there going, all right. Yeah. Time. I was like, okay, well, if that's we, it, that's we, it. But We now live in a post-Jericho society. What does this mean? Our... <laughs> The pyramids going to crumble. I don't know. I don't know. The walls aren't though. So that's the, <laughs> the walls are Jerry. Jesus, but, who knows? Uh, is my it, is my toilet roll going to turn into nettles? I don't know. Can you look, prove that it isn't? But when Jericho won and they restarted the match, again popped huge and it was you know, it was cool. It was cool. But listen, I am gonna skip over the Paul White match because no one cares. Uh, I'm I'm going to sit here and tell you that you cannot skip over the Paul Ryan match because it played a vital part. Now, I'm going to tell you why it played a vital part. Because this, All Out 2021, was one of the best pay-per-views of the past 20 years. Okay. And that doesn't mean that every single match was a five-star match. It means that this was perfectly measured. It had every match at its place. And Paul White's three-minute choke slam of QT Marshall had its place and created a buffer between an incredible CM Punk match and an incredible finisher. Right, well, what I'm going to do is... (laughs) What I'm going to do, Martin, is... (laughs) I'm going to give you the floor to talk about the CM Punk match in the three minutes we have left. I'm going to give you three minutes of the show Talk about the punk match. Go. Go. Three minutes. Well, the first thing I want to say is that how dare you give me just three minutes to talk about. We only have three minutes left. How? <laughs> Listen, man. One of the best. I, I'm going to tell you what. I, to, I was vindicated years ago 
So years ago when I was a young fella, and I mean literally back when I was about 12, my favourite Bret Hart match was a nondescript nothing match when he defended his title against the one, two, three kid. And I watched this match and oh my holy God. And I know that CM Punk is a huge fan of Bret Hart, but this entire match was based on that one, two, three defense. And if I was any more aroused, it would have been a nuclear weapon. Okay. <laughs> this was amazing. Every single, and I don't want to take it over because I know we need to talk about the main event, but every single part of the this match was amazing. The, 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 listen, I could waffle on about this for 40 minutes, but all I have is 20 seconds. So what I'm going to tell you is, this is the future of wrestling. This is what it was. This is what it needs to be. Not just in terms of, uh, like in terms of technique, in terms of wrestling, in terms of creativity. Wrestling is a goddamn art it's goddamn poetry and this this is poetry cm punk is poetry can't do better than that can't do better than that and martin to round the show off before we give a grade kenny omega defeated christian cage and this this was a bummer because i want the christian cage to win but he is still the impact champion so that's okay uh by pinfall in 21 minutes and 20 seconds a plus. A plus. Okay. A plus. Uh, look, I... There's not, Tara, look, tell them why. Well, because, like it or not, it is a seminal game changer. It's a paradigm shift in wrestling. This will be a show that people will talk about for years because it's worth... It, it's actually earned that, that those honours. It's fundamentally... In one day, it changed the way... We think about wrestling, the way wrestling could be done, what was possible post-WCW. And to be fair, this is the first time since the fall of WCW that I believe WWE actually has a legitimate threat on its hands. And we've seen it. And that's what's going to happen. And as I said, you don't have to be the biggest AEW fan in the world. I am not. Martin is. But when I was watching, I had a totally good time. I thought I'd like fun. to think I'm... Uh... Impartial observer of the quality of AEW as a presentation. Who knows? Who knows? Well, look, as I said, you know, if you guys haven't seen it, make it your business to see it, or particularly go and see the matches that we pointed out. Um, you you won't see a better match. Uh, I know. Dara's doing his like uh, thing here. He's talking about like our, you know. Listen, if you're a wrestling fan, you have to watch all that. You yeah. have to. Yeah. If you're a wrestling fan, you have to watch all that. There's no question about it. It's not something that's uh, cool or fun. It is seminal. If you are a fan of professional wrestling, all out is seminal. I'm sorry, Dara. I apologize. No, Martin sold it better than I could. Go watch all out. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way. Next week, Martin, we are going to go back to the past. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. If you want the full show, there's two ways you're going to be able to get it. Join us live, 11.30 p.m., 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 
over on the Wrestling Rewind YouTube channel. The WrestlingRewind.com will get you there and you can uh, join the chat and uh, join in on the fun. Also, if you want, you can check us out on the podcast. The podcast um, can be got from our, our channel, Nerd to Know Media. You can subscribe there or you can go to the Two Penny channel uh, or the Two Penny Show channel and you'll be able to get it there for free, no cost to you. And there's a whole bunch of content there as well. But thank you for checking us out here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. The Wrestling Rewind. We'll see you next time. Yeah! Rock and roll! Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.